0: hello
1: hello welcome
0: to the podcast
1: we're back we are did you miss us
0: this is season three uh no it's not this <laughs> is episode three of season four Season four so if you missed us for a week then thank you
1: we missed you too
0: well that's, i don't really know you so
1: <laughs> that's really an unfair statement i know some of you but we do love you thanks for yeah listening. what's up uh You know, living the life, doing the things, waking up on the days, all that fun stuff.
0: Thrilling. I
1: know, it's a very thrilling life. Welcome to autumn in Ohio.
0: Well, almost autumn in Ohio.
1: Where it's hotter than fuck, definitely hotter than summer, and we're going to have autumn for two minutes in two months.
0: And then it's going to snow. Yep. Today I have snacks. Oh yeah. Snacks is wine and tea. And tea. And I also got an international snack box today, and this box's theme was... The Netherlands. And guess what was in it?
1: Licorice.
0: Licorice coins. Oh yeah. Hey, Snack Great. Sponsor us please. I would like your boxes for free. Also, speaking of black things. My cats were going crazy all day because they knew terror was coming. Because they knew I was
1: coming because I'm their
0: favorite. That's not true. For all I know, they could be all the way upstairs, like wreaking havoc right now. But we are recording in the basement today. And actually, my laundry is drying. So if you hear that, I would like to refer you back to the title of the podcast, which is Basic Snitches. So deal with it.
1: This is just a day in the life.
0: What are you reading today? What are we <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> what what are you reading? Well, what am I reading What are today... we reading
0: today? What, what are we discussing today, Tara? So
1: today, we are going to be doing chapter three, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Invitation.
0: Oh! Before we get into that, though, I need to address something. I promised that I was just going to talk about this in one of our first episodes that we <coughs> recorded, but then I dropped the ball. We got an email from somebody.
1: Thanks for emailing us. Yes, it's
0: Abby. Abby's the one who saved our one episode a while ago. She's a rock <laughs> Sometime star. last season. So she sent us a whole bunch of notes that I just wanted to share as we often have somebody like Ashley or Steven or Brian send us some of their takes on what we discuss. She talks a lot about divination. So she's my girl. She says, I think divination despite what Trelawney says can be done by anyone. And I think Harry is successful in it. He isn't wrong during his final. And that is completely true. divination is actually one of the more accessible parts of magic, I think. She also says Trelawney has never made a wrong prediction. People just kind of, this is me talking, not... Abby but I do think that Trelawney kind of is judged in a certain way she also says based on what we know about powerful magic like occlumency and Patronus is the Patroni whatever magic requires mindfulness and she shouted me out I think divination is no different Harry is successful when he actually puts in the effort Hermione is too technical to practice this type of mindfulness necessary and I think I agree with that too I think I touched Mm -hmm. on that in terms of her being like very like cerebral and very as far as elements go like air focused yeah she also called out luna as being a student of divination and she's so right i'm really excited to explore that and just like tarot is used as a frame for further introspection divination is up for interpretation and that's the reason why we see trelawney is off the mark isn't due to the art of divination itself or her lack of real skill but because of the narrative that surrounds it for us as readers which i think is great one of the most iconic quotes from the book is of course it's happening in your head between that Aquaman Siege, Mentors, we've been touched a little bit on it so far in terms of, like, dreams and whatnot in this book. So tying it back to the first chapter when we should have been sharing this, so. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> We really see that magic is all in one's head. Let's see, Harry and Ron never really try until their final exam as well. Um, even though Harry's the yes is his prediction, it still comes from within him and therefore is a good prediction. And then a note on prophecies. The interesting thing about prophecies and fiction is that they're only true because of one's knowledge of it. Voldemort, for example, does not have the mindfulness to be wise enough to avoid his eventual death. He invests in the prophecy at face value, perhaps, he was always the one most destined to die due to that prophecy because he had such little soul left at that end of his life.
1: More on that in the next three books. Oh, yes.
0: But I <coughs> really like that reading. Mm-hmm. Like, she touched on my favorite things. I really appreciate it. She sure that. did. She did give us some more um, episode ideas, too, <coughs> or other, like, segments. We're not going to actually go into them right now because maybe we'll save them, but some of them are really cool ideas.
1: Yes, but we will give her credit
0: Oh, well, when we use them
1: because she's freaking great
0: that's right in fact Steven also sent us uh, another idea for a segment yep. which we'll we will, again give him credit when we do we will
1: do it. let you know how that goes
0: but then she also sent a fuck Mary kill so cue the music <laughs> Uh, She did Sirius, Lupin, and James. She chose to fuck Sirius and she says, listen, you know he's wild, at least according to Mm fanfiction. And then she did a peace sign emoji, or a vagina emoji if you put it up to your tongue, but Sirius doesn't have a vagina so I assume it's a peace sign emoji. (laughs) And then chose to marry Lupin, because Lupin.
1: (laughs) right. right.
0: And then she chose to kill James and she said, bye bitch.
1: So, thank you, Abby. Abby, you're awesome. Thank uh, you. Yes. Who won and lo- lose to the last Who chapter? Who won and lose to the last chapter? Well, the winner of chapter two, the star, is serious. Even though he's not actually in the chapter, mm-hmm. he is a winner because he's there for Harry. I mean, he's not there, but he's he's there for Harry. And Harry needs that. You know what nice.
0: she means. Yeah.
1: Y'all know what I mean. There really shouldn't be a loser for chapter two, but since he happens to exist in chapter one, which is Harry's nightmare, I can give Pettigrew the loss, right? Skinny Dick can lose.
0: I guess. I mean, it's your segment. So. Yeah.
1: And he's mentioned about how terrible he is in chapter two.
0: Skinny dick loses. Skinny dick loses
1: again. The end.
0: That was beautiful. That was a hard one for winner loser, I'm sure. Because none of those hoes got points, so
1: Oh no, none of those were in the chapter.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I didn't give any points. Tara also wrote me a beautiful thing. I did. Let's get into it.
1: I hope it doesn't sound terrible.
0: Well, probably will. Oh, chapter three, The Invitation. Check in with the mug fucks. Dudley is super fat now. There are no less than four different ways he is described as being fat. So basically some classic fat shaming. Gross. Anyway, he's on a diet, and so is everyone, but Harry is actually hoarding cake in his bedroom, which is super relatable. The doorbell rings, and it's the mailman with a letter from Mrs. Weasley. Except, because she's a witch and is used to sending mail by OWL, she didn't know she didn't need to cover the envelope with stamps to mail a letter to Harry. Oops. But the mailman thinks it's funny, and Uncle Vermin Douchly hates weird shit, so he interrogates Harry about the letter, and it looks like he is not going to give Harry permission to go with the Weasleys to the World Cup. But, props to Mrs. Weasley for supporting the USPS. Thank you. I put that in. Also,
1: like, this is London, but whatever. Or England. Whatever.
0: The UKPS. Yeah. Eventually, sassy Harry starts to defend himself, and then he pulls out the winning, I got a letter to Sirius to finish, and Sirius happens to be a convicted murderer who escaped prison. He's also Harry's godfather, oh, and he also actually innocent, but why do the Dursleys need to know that? So Vermin tells Harry he can go, and Harry goes to his room to find Gwen Hedwig has returned, and also Ron's new owl has brought him a letter about the World Cup. Harry sends his letter to Sirius with Hedwig, and the chapter ends with him eating old ass birthday cake and feeling happy that he is leaving muggle Land extra early this summer and the end, the end. like how short it was yeah it was pretty short yeah good job less long than your last one about the other mug fucks dot and all of them i
1: was really proud of that one
0: that was not bad very good i like that you were like he's eating old ass birthday cake <laughs> and it's very relatable
1: eating old ass birthday cake is not relatable because bitch i'm gonna eat all that now I'm a, I pie, I it in my I'm a pie person i'm actually a pie person too okay. but
0: but i'm not gonna kick the cake out of bed
1: right
0: here is bentley hello bentley how are you today I know. ladies and gentlemen i'm proud to announce that bentley is no longer in gay baby jail but he is biting tara so
1: <laughs> unprovoked
0: what i mean by that is he is no longer in the bathroom all the time for a week now he has had free room of the house all of the time and the
1: house is still standing
0: and the house is still standing and him and berkeley are getting along but busby is a grumpy old man and his had him at every point so i'm like busby you got to get over it it's busby been two and a half months animal. I know sometimes it takes much longer than two and a half months for cats to acclimate, but Busby is a sweet little baby child, and I know that he's not a douche, so he needs to get over it. Please don't go drink her tea. He's eyeing it. I'm telling you, he's going to drink the tea. Sipping on that true tea, hunty. (laughs) All right, let's get into the chapter.
1: (laughs) So yeah.
0: As much as I hate the Dursleys, it -hmm. does feel kind of nostalgically familiar. Yes. It feels like a true start to a Harry Potter book. Yes. After not really getting that with the last two chapters. So I sort of am like, okay, I'm not mad at it. And of mm-hmm. course, like you mentioned in a previous episode, we do have some really great Dursley hijinks here. Right.
1: Well, and also I will say the time that we do spend with the Dursleys, this completely reverses the next book. We actually don't see Dudley being awful to Harry. We just kind of see Dudley miserable. Yeah. I kind of am glad to see Dudley not be a dick in this book. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because he has a terrible dick in the next book. That's kind of a nice way to, like when you were saying it's kind of nostalgic. We're not being like slapped in the face with Harry's abuse in this book. Yeah. It's there because Vernon. But it's not like the last couple of books where there's like blatant bullying from his cousin and his aunt and uncle. Yeah.
0: I think because there isn't that abuse factor here. It actually shines a spotlight more closely on the personalities of the Dursleys. Though. Mm-hmm. There is a line at the beginning about how they have always made excuses for Dudley. Yeah. His bullying and his grades and everything and just acting like they know better. It is so timely to me because it makes me think of like all the Karens out there in the world, if you will. Right. And how they always think that they know better, and the customer is always right, and I have rights, I don't have to wear a mask, I have a health issue, etc. All that stuff that you kind of hear on social media. And you know that they are exactly that same way. I kind of could not read this and the next chapter through that lens since it's such a topical thing right now.
1: Yeah. That's an interesting way to think about it.
0: I mean, similarly, when we do get to the part where the envelope comes in covered with the stamps. And I mean, we've seen this in the past of them. I think of the very first book where they were out and about, I think, going to the zoo, and there were people all around like dressed in the robes and stuff, and they were like, What the fuck is this? Like they have no like respect for other people's way of life Mm -hmm. or even understanding of life. And they can't even go, Oh, well, They're not used to sending the posts this way. It's just like, well, this isn't what I'm used to. This isn't comfortable for me. So they get angry about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty timely to be thinking about that.
0: Yes. Like if they were in the U.S. right now, we all know who they would be voting for, if you know what I mean. Yeah.
1: Oh,
0: And it's also kind of funny because the author uses the word unnaturalness right now. And it also made me think about her comments recently.
1: Can we just always refer to her as the author?
0: The author? We sure can. The author. I like it. Um, actually, when you made, Tara made like a very like, not shit eating, but you were like very pleased. <laughs> you made a very pleased smiley face. And I was like, I thought that you were thinking the same exact thing.
1: Yeah. So anyway, all the things you're saying about that are t- in tune with what I think. It's funny because when I've read this chapter, I usually read the chapters twice, mm-hmm. sometimes three times when I'm trying to write the thing. Hey guys,
0: guess who the overachiever is? it's actually not me
1: (laughs) it's it's not that it's me it's just I gotta get all the shit down the first time I read through it I was like this is gonna be you know just a basic chapter but then by the time I read it the second time I was like oh okay there's a lot to digest here being brought back to the Dursleys after the last book And after the first two chapters, there's like this feeling of normalcy in the second chapter because you know that that's kind of where Harry's headed. Harry's going to be having a lot of nightmares and a lot of shit and you're so much more in Harry's head starting in this book and that's the second chapter is a lot of inside Harry's head. And then you're like, oh wait. Here's back to the Muggles. I forgot about it, I guess, because this book is so dense.
0: Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. We made a lot of jokes about how bland that chapter was. And not like a ton that happens in this chapter either. No. But I think it does make things a little bit more concrete. You know, even from Abby's comments and things that we've already said this season, like it will be very interesting to see things that are in your head versus things that are real and tangible. Mm -hmm. Let's just jump into it and talk about mindfulness well, here it is. Yeah. She's looking at the watch she doesn't have, like, she's like, oh, <laughs> here we only, go. It's only, only six gonna, minutes in. He's gonna talk for 10 minutes. <laughs> I can't wait till he's done so I can talk for 10 minutes about how much I got a big old boner for Neville. As somebody who meditates and does it because of anxiety and things like that, something that I discovered through meditation on the internet is realizing that all of your thoughts are not your own. And it's really interesting because there are a lot of things that are put into Harry's head, whether it is through the traditional way <clears throat> of these mugfucks fucks, you know, demeaning him. Right. Or whether it is through telepathy in some way that the thoughts are not his own.
1: That's really it's, interesting. It
0: is pretty interesting. And, like, in a lot of the ways, it's actually, like, negative thoughts, too. Like, let, talking about the Dursleys, like, clearly there was nothing positive (laughs) that was coming out of them you know yeah I think it's this chapter where it says something along the lines of Vernon was in a conundrum because he had to choose between making Harry happy or getting rid of Harry early yes And it's the same sort of thing that alludes to just the negativity that he's putting in his head. But, I mean, we didn't need to read that to know that (laughs) after reading the first three
1: books. Right, this, this is not news.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it's not something that I thought of when I was reading it. But kind of going through this and Harry perhaps realizing that the thoughts that are in his head are not his own.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: So, when he does get this letter... And we realize that it's from Molly. And she Ms. Wheasley. Mrs. <coughs> Ms. Mrs. Weasley is inviting Harry to the Quidditch World Cup.
1: Because Mr Weasley. Oh no, he's he Mr. Mr. Weasley. Weasley.
0: Mrs. Mrs. Wheelsie is the one that was <laughs> in
1: inspired. the last book. Yeah. Um Mrs. Weasley sends a letter that Mr. Weasley got prime tickets to the World Cup and you know we'd like Harry join. It's, a, it's such a polite letter because Mrs. Weasley is lovely.
0: And like you know that when he was able to get these, they were like Well, let's see what we can do for Harry. Right. Already, he's like becoming more and more a part of the family. Right. I mean, he visited the borough in Chamber of Secrets, of course. But this, I feel like, is really where we see him become more integrated with them. Mm Mm-hmm. I could almost see them being like, well, you bought one for Percy, but Percy ain't gonna come see this with us because he's off now doing bigger and better things.
1: Right. But he does go.
0: He does, but he doesn't go with the Weasleys, does he? Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah no. Oh, fuck. It's I mean, okay, we uh, haven't
1: read that part of the book yet.
0: That's right. Oh, well.
1: It's a lovely letter. My favorite thing is the P.S. at the end. P.S., I hope we put up enough stamps or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's great. I know that it's, like, literally the source of Vernon's Fury.
0: Well, I think Delightful. it's the source of Vernon's Fury because the mailman pointed it out. Yes. Also, like, hey, mailman, don't you have, like, other mail to deliver? Like, you're going to knock and well, just... Well, a... the other
1: thing is, like, the mailman is probably going to forget about it in, like, 10 minutes. Yeah, it's like, it's not Vernon a just big being deal. a fucking crazy person about it.
0: It's him seeing something that completely inconveniences him and therefore makes him kind of uncomfortable, He's and uncomfortable. everything. He's
1: uncomfortable. He does not do well with being uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with being uncomfortable. Everybody <laughs> no. could stand to be uncomfortable. We've talked in the okay. past about like recognizing your privilege and everything, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's learning how to be a better human, but yes. Vernon ain't gonna do that. He's going to get upset about a few extra stamps, which is like Mm -hmm. the definition of sweating the small stuff.
1: Yeah, he's gross.
0: So then, of course, we get this little kind of back and forth with Harry and Vernon. And we tap into some of Harry's really amazing negotiation skills.
1: He is a rock star here. He's taking it. And then he's like, no, no, no. And then he's like, drop the mic. Like, it's yeah. great.
0: He remains calm throughout the whole thing and he, like, plays in like a fiddle because he's been through this so mm-hmm. many times. But it's always him using what he's got to get his way. I mean, in the past, it's kind of fucked things up. Like accidentally blowing up marge dobby coming through and throwing that cake on that lady's head
1: right etc
0: but here like there's nothing that really gets in his way in this chapter
1: and vernon goes for these like really low down terrible things to say like he's like you're ungrateful after we put clothing on your back and harry's like after dudley wears them dudley's how much bigger than me
0: yeah can we also talk about that really quick and be like Honey, it's the 90s. That's fashion. Those big-ass baggy sweatshirts and sweaters (laughs) and jeans and stuff. Right. That's like almost, not to like praise the Dursleys for giving him these hand-me-downs and everything, but that's like peak fashion in the (laughs)
1: 90s. (laughs) The 90s. I mean, I feel like it's probably... Way bigger than just Becky on Harry. That's
0: probably true. <laughs> but
1: I like that Harry just defends himself. The first three books, he's definitely very submissive. I can't really blame him.
0: Yeah. But he gets sassier and sassier, but he's just here. like,
1: only well, ever Dudley's finished with him. And it's like, fine, I can't do this. Like, very teenager. He's like, fine, you say, like, I can't do this. Okay, I'm going to go finish the letter to my godfather. Yeah. He's so
0: sad. And the approach is very teenager for him to be like, oh, I can't do it. Well, fine, I'm going to go to my room. However, that's when he like yes, turns it on. So it's like, it's like he is trying to be the teenager, but then is adding in that additional information to like really like dig in and get what he wants. But even to like think of like how Harriet was like so used in the first three books and not counting the end of book three, but the last time he saw the Dursleys, he like storms out mm-hmm. and that's when he like really takes his like destiny into his hands, which is not a moment that we should forget, you know? him standing up at that moment i think really positions things well for this moment him showing the dursleys more and more that he's not going to take their shit. of course we see a little bit more of how they react to that in the next chapter and how more scared they get with all these new interactions that are happening and it starts here it i think it really does begin with harry threatening them through sirius right
1: because harry's never bitten back at them yes and the next chapter, it's not Harry so much as it is the rest of that. And I have feelings we'll get there. Yes. Harry defending himself is like this first wave of the Jerseys being like, oh shit.
0: Yeah. Not only that, I mean, he definitely has some sassiness towards Vernon, but then he does have that other sassy moment towards Dudley where he's like, wasn't that grapefruit delicious? I'm very full. (laughs) Dudley doesn't even respond. Like it's another like little badass moment there.
1: Obviously, we're not people that condone teasing, but fighting back and teasing your bullies. I totally agree with that.
0: There are some times where you cannot reason with someone. Yeah. Like there are some times where you just have to accept it and you almost have to talk to them in their own language. But then at the end, he goes back up into his bedroom, and he savors that cake.
1: Oh, yes, cake. Okay, I have a question. I'm so confused by this. When Harry gets to his bedroom, Hedwig is there, which is great. And also, Ron's little owl, which they named Pigwidgeon, Mm -hmm. and he calls him Pig, has brought him a letter from Ron. When did Ron send his letter? When did Molly send the letter? I'm so confused. Interesting. Once Arthur is like, I'm going to get these tickets, I feel like Ron would send a letter to Harry immediately. So excited. And Mrs. Weasley would be like, okay, I'm going to sit down and write this nice letter, you know, figure out how to do the mail. How did they come on the same day? I feel like Ron's letter should have been there first, don't you?
0: Especially because Pigwidgeon is so, like, crazy.
1: I mean, that's actually the reason why I feel like it took as long, because if Molly put a letter in the mail, it's not going to be at Harry's house in a couple of hours. Owls can... Those
0: stamps expedited it.
1: Right? It's got to be, or Pigwidgeon was like, I don't know what I'm doing. It just flies around for a while. That...
0: That was another (laughs) thought that I had.
1: But like, to me, it feels like they shouldn't be arriving at the same time because I feel like literally Ron would have been like, I gotta write Harry a letter. And Molly would have been like, Okay, tomorrow morning I'll send out this nice letter. Yeah. My other thought maybe
0: is Molly is like, Ron, I need to send this first. Like, we need to do this right. We know that these mug fucks are assholes. I want to send this first to ask for permission. Well,
1: because like, he says, Mom's writing to the Muggles to ask you to stay. They might already have the letter. I don't know how fast Muggle post is. I thought I'd send this. Anyway.
0: I think that is kind of the key then. What I picture is Ron running to Molly and being like, Oh my gosh, can we invite Harry? And she's like, oh fucking yes but we gotta ask these Dursley douche bu- fuckers to Dursley douche fuckers <laughs> the Dursley douche fuckers if he's allowed because we know that they're abusive so let me write this letter first I don't know maybe it takes three days to get there
1: yeah I don't know
0: but and, or maybe uh, and also maybe Ron
1: is like I wanna know I like want an answer now and I yeah. haven't heard anything I'm just gonna send this to Harry anyway yeah
0: that's probably what I did. just
1: like I wonder how that went yeah and
0: it's a little bit of coincidental of course but I do agree that I think that pig also is probably like fucking around a little bit and like clearly when hedwig because hedwig's like the fuck is up with this guy i had to go find this motherfucker and deliver yeah Hedwig
1: clearly probably had to find him so
0: it's very possible that like molly sent that and like right after that pig sent it and then pig was just like going about his business (laughs) going to france for croissant like they do this we ran
1: into hedwig and hedwig's like I believe that letter uh, is yeah. for Harry. Let's Edwin fucking was go. And
0: his <laughs> annual trip to France being like, oh, now I can just like relax. And then runs into Pigwig and then like, oh my God, I got to <laughs> deal with another stupid owl. What
1: the fuck? She Why? always
0: having to deal with stupid owls.
1: <laughs> She's like, this is for my master. I'm going to take you back home because you clearly don't understand directions. You're stupid and no croissant for you.
0: Yes. <laughs> and then she got there and was like pissed at Harry and Harry's like, not
1: my fault. <laughs> And like, what did I do? If
0: anybody, it's Sirius's fault. Hedwig. He gave this dumbass <laughs> to
1: Hedwig's like, that's right, I will take that letter to Sirius. Look at me. That's nobody. right, but first
0: man, please have some cake. And that's pretty much that.
1: Yeah, it really is. Fuck Mary kill
0: Okay. So, at the beginning of the chapter when we learn about Dudley's diet and how Harry does not mind it because he's like, I got snacks. He got his own wine and licorice coins upstairs hidden underneath the floorboards. Coin. Those are our snacks. Yeah, he has other snacks. We have liquor. We're gonna fuck Mary and kill those snacks. And he gets rock cakes from Hagrid. Well, I know we used rock cakes already. We're gonna have some repeats in some of these, but don't you worry, it's gonna be different combinations. So we're gonna fuck Mary and kill the rock cakes from Hagrid, the sugar free snacks from the Grangers, and the fruit cake and mince pies from Mrs. Weasley. I'm gonna kill those rock cakes. Yeah, me too. This one is a little bit easy to answer in my opinion. I think
1: I'm going to fuck the sugar-free shit. From- okay. Tell me why. Ashley inspired me with her calling out that I don't really want all that. Uh, sugar used to be in the... a vagina. Yeah. Also, like I would marry a mince pie. That's delicious.
0: The other thing is they're Mrs. Weasley's mince pies. Mm-hmm. Like you know that they are baked with love. If Molly Weasley's a kitchen witch, which you totally know that she mm-hmm. is, she is putting a lot of extra special like good ingredients and yeah, intention that, into those like pies. That's like good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I will say, I'm not a big fan of fruitcake.
1: But I also feel like homemade fruitcake by someone who probably makes it for gifts and stuff is probably better.
0: I think you're probably true. Instead of that shrink-wrapped shit that comes in a tin. Yeah. With like candy cherries in it and all that. My answers are exactly the same as yours. I will kill those rock cakes.
1: Kill those rock cakes. And bitch. also,
0: like, sugar-free snacks aren't necessarily bad. Like, maybe they're savory snacks. I would fuck with that, that sounds Like, it would be good. Maybe they're like, you know, trail mixes and chips and pretzels that don't have sugar in them.
1: Probably no sugar. Sorry. I mean, they definitely don't
0: have sugar in them because they come from dentists. Because
1: they come from dentists. I mean, here's the thing. In this world, there's sugar and fucking everything. But they are making an extra effort. Oh my sugar. god.
0: And you said that you didn't want to fuck things with sugar in them. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's good for your vagina teeth, too, because those sugar-free snacks don't got sugar. And so you won't get cavities in your vagina teeth.
1: That is, yep, that is my plan. I solved
0: it. I solved the riddle of Tara. Let's talk about the movie.
1: Oh! Pass. (laughs) Guys, where does this movie begin? Oh, not here.
0: She came in, and she was like, sorry, I'm an hour late. And it's like, it's okay, we don't gotta watch no movie. That's
1: right.
0: That <laughs> we don't even see the Dursleys in the movie. There is no, like, even, like, remote thing that we could talk about. Like, there's sometimes a slight reference yeah. that we can make. That we got nothing. They just were like, nope, cut it out. No big fat Dudley this time. Poor Dudley. Poor Dudley. Something that we never thought we would say.
1: Get ready for next episode, folks. Yep. Whew. <laughs> you got some points i do got
0: some points i'm taking negative 20 away from petunia and vernon both for being cinnamon hitler supporters if it were you know 30 years later in the u.s of course plus 10 to molly arthur and ron something that we did not really talk about is that ron was also like we agreed we're coming to get you no matter what
1: Mm -hmm. i think that's
0: cool that they did ask for permission but they were like we don't fucking care what you say
1: I mean, this is for pretend. Yes. The front.
0: So, all three of them, because you know that, like, Molly wrote the letter, Arthur's like, I'm gonna go get him, and then Ron is Ron, and he's the bestie. So, I'm giving all three of them points. I love it. Plus five for Sirius for existing, because that was, like, his motivation for getting to go to the Quidditch Mm -hmm. World Cup. So simply for existing. Also,
1: Sirius had known about this, he would be so proud of Harry. Oh, 100. He'd be like, hell yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right. Play up the
1: fact that I'm a convicted murderer. It's fine. You
0: need me to show up? Just let me know. Also, plus five to Hedwig for being classy. I feel like when she is ready to go like send that letter, she is like, I'ma show this bitch how it's really done. And she's like, you know, primping her feathers, and she's like clicking her acrylic claws and she's <laughs> like this is how you really deliver a letter you little bitch but i'm also giving five to the little bitch because he's cute he's so cute. and then plus 15 to harry for his negotiation skills
1: yeah harry and your negotiation skills yeah. i'm a fan so he's i actually did that, that.
0: <laughs> backwards than i usually do but to recap it's plus 15 harry plus 10 molly plus 10 arthur plus 10 ron plus five Sirius, plus five hedwig plus five pig negative 20 vernon Negative 20, Batumia.
1: Fuck them.
0: And that's the chapter. That
1: is the chapter. It's a it, short
0: one. It's a short one. It's an easy one, but there's still, like, good, one, good stuff to unwrap.
1: There really is. When I first read these, and it's a shorter chapter, I'm always like, eh, we won't really find anything to talk about. But we really
0: do find We it always do. ...a
1: nice thing to... Yeah.
0: There's so much richness around these characters that there's always something to tie things back to or tie things into a theme. And if not, I'll just talk about mindfulness for 20 minutes.
1: That's fine. We could all use more mindfulness.
0: We really could. Especially
1: the characters in this series. Yes. But really also it's a nice balance because, you know, shit's going to get heavier and darker and chapters are going to get longer. So
0: there it is. That's right. And... When it does, it should go on a grapefruit diet. (laughs) Next time, we're going to be reading chapter (laughs) four, Back to the the Burrow.
1: I feel like that's like the title of a sitcom about the Weasleys.
0: Back to the Burrow? Back to
1: the Burrow, and it's just like about every fucking summer when the children come home from Hogwarts and how like suddenly the fucking house is a mess and crazy.
0: Can you imagine those opening credits? (laughs)
1: 25 <laughs> minutes of listing Weasley children.
0: Everywhere you look, and like Arthur looks up and he's like, I don't know, shoving a screwdriver into a rubber duck's ass. <laughs> Molly's like screaming at somebody, and then she like pans to the camera and she looks all sweet. The, <laughs> the twins are blowing up true. shit.
1: Okay, <laughs> someone right there. Ginny
0: is just like sitting there and she looks dead on the camera, being like, why the fuck is my life like this? <laughs>
1: And then Percy slams the door in your face and per- then opens it again. And Percy's is like... sucking
0: a dick. He looks up and smiles.
1: <laughs> oh, Percy. etc.
0: That was fun. <laughs> sure was. Bye, everybody. <laughs> these chapters. Oh, my God. Uh, n- no, not by everybody. We have been recording for 41 minutes. That was concise as shit. Hey, if any of you have ever been like, wow, these people are so long winded. What now? We're three episodes in and these are short fucking episodes
1: but don't get used get, don't to get it. comfortable
0: <laughs> don't get comfortable that's the theme of this episode don't, don't get, get comfortable, comfortable. <laughs> don't get comfortable okay bye for real Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Corkery. Edited by me, Adam Bowers,
1: and published by me, Tara Corkery, and available wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Thank you for listening. Please review and rate us five stars on your app of choice, and be sure to share us to all of your other friends who love Harry
1: Potter and getting drunk. Oh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Sometimes I update that. Basic Snitches on Instagram. Also, we have a Facebook page. And email us anything you want to or specifically answers to our questions on our segments. BasicSnitches at gmail.com. But
0: don't send us dick pics, please. That's nasty.
1: But do send us liquor. Thanks. Yeah. Aloha, Mora! Oh, now people can get into your house. They're on their toe, but they don't matter because now you're a water goblet. Bye. Bye.